are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Graham Ledger, and welcome to the Daily Ledger, our cover story, painting the Iranian regime into a geopolitical corner. The President of the United States is acting on his authority over the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, the JCPOA. He is withdrawing the United States from that agreement, and he is imposing tough new economic sanctions. President Trump is essentially delivering an ultimatum to Iran, and it's simple. You must stop pursuing nuclear weapons and you must back off from the ICBM program or you will face more crippling sanctions from the United States. We will be instituting the highest level of economic sanction. Any nation that helps Iran in its quest for nuclear weapons could also be strongly sanctioned by the United States. Today's action sends a critical message. The United States no longer makes empty threats. If the regime continues its nuclear aspirations, it will have bigger problems than it has ever had before. They are going to want to make a new and lasting deal, one that benefits all of Iran and the Iranian people. When they do, I am ready, willing, and able. So there is no wiggle room here. Iran has a clear choice. The regime must abandon its missile program and become transparent, or the United States will continue to punish Iran. It's a simple choice, really. However, it is one that comes with huge geopolitical and possibly lethal consequences. It's a bold move by President Trump. It's a righteous move. But will Iran in the end capitulate? Joining me now, founder of the American Truth Project and Daily Ledger contributor Barry Nussbaum. And, and Barry, by capitulate, uh, because that's the end goal here, right? And you don't just issue sanctions and get out of a deal like the JCPOA unless there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And that light is, hey, the Iranian regime needs to comply with uh, international law uh, and international agreements and stop threatening the region and stop acting like a terrorist state. So that's the reason the president says, hey, we're going to reimpose these tough new sanctions uh, and we're going to withdraw from the deal. So the so $64 billion question is, will Iran see that light at the end of the tunnel? Graham? That is what the whole world is holding their breath about after the announcement earlier today. If sanctions can lock them down, and if there's compliance by the EU, especially the P5 plus one, that are really upset about losing billions of dollars in trade with Iran, then yes, Graham, the answer is yes, because Iran will have no choice. Their economy will get Wrangle. If, on the other hand, there's cheating, then Iran will bypass the United States by doing business with Europe, and they will survive as a regime, and they will continue to lead the world in sponsoring terrorism everywhere. Well, this is the problem uh, of the situation right now, right? Because we have the European countries, indeed, under the JCPOA, doing business with Iran. So now, in, a, in essence, the ball is also in, in their court. Do they want to continue doing business with Iran, i.e. giving them more money and, and, and possibly uh, more materials to develop 
weapons that may end up raining down on them. You know, last I checked the, uh, the map, uh, Iran uh, has an ability now to strike with its ICBMs Italy. So that means, and if you look at it over time, they've, they've grown their sphere of the ICBMs being to have a longer and longer and longer range. We know they can already hit Israel, but now we're talking into Europe, and soon it'll be Paris. After that, it'll be London. And, and if we allow Iran to continue to develop its missiles, eventually it's going to be New York and Los Angeles. So this is the key question for Europe. You know, are you going to continue to do business with the terrorist regime and, and help them, or are you going to stick with the United States and put pressure on them? You know, there's two answers. Number one, the reason why Europe is being, for want of a better word, stupid about this, is they're involved in billions of dollars of new commercial exports and imports to and from Iran, which they are very happy about corporately. And number two, because Iran doesn't overtly threaten them with massive destruction of weapons, uh, Europe says, well, it's not really our problem. It's kind of an Israeli problem. Maybe it's a problem for the Saudis and for the United States. The ignorance of the 1930s is gross in its simplicity, and yet they haven't seen the light. Now, the United States, to answer your second part, can enforce sanctions without Europe by strangling the world banking system so money won't be moving appropriately to and from Iran. And then we'll see how Germany, France, Britain, and the other uh, following countries will respond. My guess is they're gonna have to get along to go along with the United States and Iran's in big trouble because Trump wants three things and he's gonna get it, I think. One, no more weaponization program. Two, no more ballistic missile program. And three, no sunset clause that guarantees them a nuclear weapon in just seven years from now if they don't cheat. He's gonna make sure those three things get included in a new deal. If, if there is a new deal, right? And, and it's, it's interesting he left the door open for possibly some kind of new deal, but it was almost an afterthought after his get tough approach to Iran, which is, I think, long overdue, at least eight years overdue. Um, I think it's fascinating also uh, that he made the point that uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, the Israeli prime minister, has been making now for a couple of years, uh, and that is um, even if they comply, that Iran complies with JCPOA, in the end they get the bomb. And as we heard President Trump say just a few days ago, uh, that, you know, seven years is going to go by in a flash. Uh, and, and that's when they could start developing a bomb. But then you add in there the revelation from Netanyahu just a few days ago, that this cache of information that clearly proves that Iran was working on a nuclear bomb when they said they were not, which tells me they probably still are working on a nuclear bomb and there's no way to confirm what I'm saying, yes or no, up or down, because part of the JCPOA allows them to conceal certain elements inside their country, specifically, specifically military installations. So the whole thing is flawed. Well, Graham, what's interesting from what I'm hearing in Israel is so far Israel has shared only a small portion of the hundreds of thousands of pages, you know, half a ton of paperwork that they uh, spirited out of Tehran. 
There's a lot you and I don't know that the White House knows, the CIA knows, and military intelligence in the United States is busy confirming. I think that we're going to find out that the Iranian nuclear weaponization program is a lot farther along than anybody knew. All those military bases that you and I, Graham, have talked about for years right. that have never been inspected are building weaponization of uranium to use in nuclear weapons. You know, people that today are still this afternoon defending the JCPOA have egg all over their face because when people ask them, well, what about all the bases that we never inspected? They have nothing to say. What about all the off-limit sites in Iran that we never looked at? They have nothing to say. I think what's going to happen, Iran will be economically destroyed if they don't come to the table. Ergo, eventually, a new deal covering these three areas, I think, will get done. And Trump will be the diplomat of the century for it. Yeah, throwing uh, negotiations with North Korea, uh, I, I, yeah, you're dead on. That's the rosy side of things, but I think there's also a, a possible ugly reaction uh, from Iran. But before I go there, I, I want to note that the president did reach out specifically to the Iranian people, and I think this is important because they're caught in the middle of this, just like the people in North Korea who are so poor they're literally eating dirt. It's important to send those folks a message that, hey, the United States is not targeting you. We're targeting the regime that is crippling you, and we're trying to get you out of this malaise that they put you in, this horrible situation that they put you in. But you, you, just, you just hit upon a, a rosy scenario where, yeah, okay, Iran is forced to the table. But you could also have another severe reaction here. Given what Israel has done to Iran, and that is essentially embarrass them, with this cash that we talked about and, and proving that they were working on nuclear uh, weapons. And then you have the United States dissing them, you know, about a week later. Uh, this is a twofer. And it worries me and it concerns me, and I'm sure it does you and, and the folks in Israel, that they could get aggressive here and saying, the heck with you, we're going to be buried by these economic sanctions. We need to strike now. Is that a concern in Israel? Uh, it's an extremely high level of concern for Israelis, uh, both in the government and especially in the military. I, I know for a fact that Israel's been on a very high military alert for the past two weeks since they blew up the underground Iranian missile factory in Syria and a number of Revolutionary Guard uh, officers from Iran were killed. Uh, Iran is in a tough spot, Graham, and you're asking the right question. If they get tough, what will happen? My predict, if any missiles come from Syria towards Israel, from Lebanon through their proxy Hezbollah towards Israel, or God forbid, from Tehran or anywhere in the Iranian territory, Israel will hit back immediately and very hard and probably disproportionately because they're sending the message back, don't screw with us. Also, Trump has mentioned on a number of occasions to the Iranian leaders not to do something militarily stupid because the consequences, as Trump has said, will be devastating. And it's the same thing he said to Kim Jong-un, who got the message, Graham, and is coming to the table. I mean, he's meeting with Pompeo constantly at this point. I think Iran will hear that 
I love the optimism, but you know, they're very different regimes, you know, right? You have this, this one North Korea who, you know, he's led by, I don't know, I, he probably just plays video games all day. I mean, he's, in, in a sense, he's just a buffoon, right? But on the other hand, you have an ideology. Uh, you know, you have a, a radical terrorist state that I think is, is much more uh, of a dangerous weapon to the free world. And, and that's what concerns me. On the other hand, though, President Trump clearly is sending the message that uh, there is a possibility to start talks for a, a brand new deal. Not this one but a, a new deal, and, and that would mean one thing, and that is Iran actually complying and, and becoming part of the international community, which uh, I don't know if we're going to see that in our lifetime. Very thanks. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.